Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the podcast. If you are new, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for your continued support. I really appreciate it. Before we get in, if you resonate with anything, I would also appreciate it if you could share this to your Instagram stories or Facebook and tag the podcast and also my new handle at the underscore female physique hub. Very exciting. I might talk about the rebrand in another episode. Today's episode is titled something like three weird business flexes or weird flexes in business or something like that, right? And what I wanted to do was it started out as maybe a little bit of a lighthearted, just chuckle at some of the weird stuff that we see. And then I put a a uh, question box up on my Amy Louise mentoring page and just asked like, what am I missing? You know, I had three examples that I wanted to talk about and I said, what am I missing? And then, then things took a bit of a turn. <laughs> then things took a bit of a turn and some of them became pretty serious. And the other thing is I've been grappling with some of the issues that actually hit my inbox for like the last six to eight weeks. And you know what? I let's, let's, let's fuck it. And let's, actually do the deep dive you know like I said I was going to keep this episode a little bit light a little bit fun and we could all move on with our lives but (laughs) I think that this is a time and place now where we can dive into this a little bit more get a little bit serious the reason why I'm putting this episode out is because I'm specifically mentoring people who are new to the online space Or, you know, maybe in their first one to two years and they're not completely rock solid in their business foundations just yet in terms of their online business. And I think that it's really easy to get caught up because some of these things are being done by respected people in the industry and people who are putting out really decent content in terms of fitness content. Some not, but some are. And I think it's really easy to lose our way. And I've definitely lost my way previously. And I think it's very, very much worthwhile continuing to just bring a critical lens to this and being open to always, you know, changing our minds, being open to questioning things, being open to be really discerning. So it's my hope in this episode that I'm not telling you how to think. (laughs) So if I do have an opinion on something, you don't have to believe it. You don't need to agree with anything that I'm saying here. You, yeah, you can feel however you would like about it you can hit me up in the dms and tell me i'm wrong and we can have an amazing discussion that's all fine and i would hope that you would bring a critical lens to what you're hearing this is something i used to tell my clients when i was on the gym floor i used to say like question me (laughs) if you don't think something is is right for you ask me where the hell did i come up with this (laughs) it's really important that you don't take anything that i say or that anyone else says is gospel 
and that you are questioning things that maybe don't make sense or don't sit with you or don't align with you. It's totally fine to have differing opinions and we don't need to hate each other for having different opinions. It doesn't need to be personal. And I just want to really say that the point of this episode is just to remind you to question what you're seeing and to not feel pressured to follow along with what everyone else is doing. Okay, so that's it. All right, let's dive in. <laughs> the first one is <laughs> the first one is the secret offer. So you may not have heard of this. You may not have seen it before. What's a secret offer? A secret offer is where you don't tell your audience what you're selling. You just say, yo, here's the link. It's a hundred bucks. It's a thousand dollars. It's $10,000. If you feel called to join, then you'll know it's for you. Okay. There's no information. (laughs) Sometimes there's no information given. I've seen someone do a secret offer. It was like three places, $10,000. I'm not telling you what it is. If you feel like it's aligned, then you'll know it's right for you kind of thing. I've seen it before where there's been a little bit of detail, like I'm running a masterclass and I actually don't quite know what it's going to be on yet, but it's 200 bucks or whatever. And if it's right for you again, again, there'll be like this mysterious pool that you need to feel. And I don't know what that is, but could just be like, you know, predatory sales tactics hitting you you know it just could just be human psychology of like this fear of missing out right uh but yeah that's how it's put okay now why is this a weird flex because the flex is typically like <laughs> gosh the flex is shown after the fact that the secret offer has like sold out pretty much and the coach will say something like see guys i don't even have to tell my audience what i'm selling and they'll buy it weird right how weird is that like how is that a flex I I the message I get from that is like I'm a (laughs) the message I get from that is like see how much I can abuse my power see how much I can abuse the trust I've built with my audience because here's the thing can you please tell me how the client or the consumer is benefiting from a secret offer Because I can see how you're benefiting from the secret offer. But can you please tell me how the client or consumer is benefiting from not knowing what they're paying for? In, In what world is that beneficial to the consumer? Maybe you're going to tell me, oh, but it's because they get a discount. (laughs) Because if they buy before they know what they're buying, that comes with a discount. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's still serving you, not them. If they don't know what they're getting, how is that an exchange of value? Right? And to then make the flex about you, like, look how much my audience trusts me. They'll do anything that I say. (laughs) That's disgusting. Okay, so that's number one. (laughs) Number two is being a business coach. And I'm specifically speaking about for personal trainers here. I don't want to talk about any any other areas because or industries. That's not what I know. But in terms of being a, um, a business coach specifically for personal trainers, and having never run a successful personal training business yourself in terms of, you know, it's got years of years of sustainability behind it, years of profitability behind it. And then all of a sudden you're a business coach, you know? And I think this is where, you know, we have to do our due diligence. And I've fucked this up so many times. I've fucked it up with coaches, as in personal training coaches. I've fucked it up with um, mentors before, whatever. I haven't asked. I've just been drawn into their personality, to be quite frank with you. Sometimes people are really alluring, yeah? 
and yeah I like them and it's like all right I'll sign up with this thing and then you're like huh why did I do that (laughs) why did I do that they they haven't run you know a successful fitness business before and they've pivoted because they they couldn't do that and they saw that there was so much more money to be made in the business coaching space so they thought you know what that's what I'll do uh, and their first successful business is the business coaching business. <laughs> They've got it the wrong way around, right? So that's the second one. Now, I had a few people comment on this and just add a little bit to this. So one is speaking about running or preaching like sustainable businesses, sustainable fitness businesses and then having to have theirs closed like they've closed theirs down and then then they they opened up the business coaching business and that's interesting because that's not a sustainable fitness business like where is the evidence that you can do that where how is that within integrity yeah and you know that's one thing I have like my fitness business is still the I'm pretty sure it's like 95% of my income is still my fitness business and 5% of my income is the business mentoring side of things. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So just chucking that one out there. The other one, of course, is something we've seen in the PT space in the last couple of years, which has been really strange, which is PTs not being able to run a successful fitness business, which is fucking fine. Like I get it, Um, especially if we haven't had someone to help us and we don't know the first thing about uh, you know, running a fitness business. It's hard. Like it can be really, really challenging. I've been blessed with, so my current personal trainer, Jay or my current coach Jace was my first ever mentor and helped me so much. I was with SDC Fit. They helped me so much with um, getting my business off the ground and it was incredibly helpful. Uh, And I knew when I came into the industry that I knew next to nothing about business and I was going to need some help, right? And that was really, really beneficial for me. And of course, they still have their fitness business, right? It's still there running alongside their mentoring. And I just, yeah, it's really, really interesting where we we see people pivot um, into, into other, look, it's just fine. It is totally fine. I think the, the one that is, the one that is really questionable is where you couldn't sustain a successful fitness business. And now you're telling people that you can help them and you can mentor them to build one. If you tried it and failed, I think that says everything we need to know about it. Yeah. Uh, the other one is the next one, or not the other one. The next one is this whole, like, I can work for anywhere and, you know, I have so much freedom and yet they're showing you that they've got their laptop at the beach or at the pool. So they're actually working while they're on holiday. That doesn't suggest to me that you have freedom. It suggests to me that you have a ball and chain business and that you haven't actually created a freedom-based business. <laughs> and it's fine. Like some people don't want that. I've mentored someone specifically who was like, I really don't want free time. I don't like it. I want to work kind of 60 hours a week. It's what I really enjoy. So we can do other things with that. You know, there's there's other people kind of like myself who really does value space and freedom. I like to have a lot of white space. My mentor actually just kind of pulled me up on this last week and was like, dude, you think you have a lot of freedom, but your white space is still spent, you know, reading and writing and 
thinking about your business. So you might think that you have a lot of freedom, but at the same time, you're doing a lot of processing. And I think that's fair enough. And if I look at it that way, like whilst I might, you know, be going on a walk or I might be able to go on a drive or whatever, I'm still thinking about the business. I'm spending a, a fair a fair whack of time that's not actually, you know, in the business time thinking about it. And I think that's, that's very fair. But it's like, you know, I got a newsletter from someone the other day and I immediately unsubscribed, but she was talking about going on a romantic weekend away from her partner but voxering her clients while she was in the spa with him (laughs) as a flex I'm like how is that how is that a flex you know what the real flex is being able to take a holiday where you don't touch your phone (laughs) right like I think in (laughs) in order to be uh, you know, f- I don't know, flexing about our business freedom and how wonderful things are. It doesn't really match up if we're saying we also have to be chained to our phone when we're in the spa with our partner. Like that's weird. Again, maybe if you're more of like the hustle culture and you want to flex about how much work you do, then by all means that kind of matches up with going, look how hard of a worker I am. I'm, I'm, you know, on my phone and working whilst I'm in the spa. Like that kind of, at least that matches up. Yeah. Uh, but talking about how much freedom you have, but then in the very next sentence also saying that you are able to work in the spa. Yeah, that's that's weird. What about what about um, what about communicating with your clients on your Instagram stories uh, as a way of like customer relationship management? <laughs> Shouldn't you? <laughs> this is such a weird flex. Like the flex is sort of saying like look how many clients I have. I've got so many clients that I need to post this on my Instagram stories and they're all going to be following me diligently and obsessively because that's how magnetic I am. (laughs) That's a weird flex because that just says to me, you've got a really shit process for managing your client communication. You know, like what about an email? What about everyone gets tagged in a private Facebook group? What about just direct communication from you to them? You know, something like that. Uh, When we're thinking about high quality service and now making announcements on Instagram, (laughs) what if your clients aren't on Instagram? Are you expecting your clients to be following you obsessively and checking you for your pages for updates? No, no. I think like I'm laughing a bit about this. I think when we hear this, we might all chuckle and make, look, if you've done it, that's, you know, it is what it is, but it's like, maybe have a think about what system could you have so that no one falls through the cracks. Yeah. You just don't want your clients falling through the cracks. It will downgrade the, the level of service and they'll be less likely to stay with you for longer or maybe refer you, you know, those sorts of things. It can just, these little things can add up and really put dents in your client customer or client, uh, sorry, what's the word? Client coach relationship relationship and we just want to make sure that we're providing high quality services for our clients and thinking about how you can communicate effectively and efficiently with your clients so that everyone's getting the message and no one's falling through the cracks yeah don't do it on instagram right and and maybe it's a little bit deceptive and you're just posting it on instagram to flex at like look how many clients I have. I ha- I have to communicate through Instagram. It doesn't actually say that to people. It doesn't say that. It says you don't care about them seeing it or not, right? That's what actually the message is. Uh, the next one is kind of coming similar to that, I think, where it's like, 
communicating how <laughs> communicating how little work that you do or that when you're just not feeling it or when you're not in flow you don't do work and that you cancel things with clients because you don't feel like doing it and this is that real feminine flow perspective I don't know if I, this might not even resonate or maybe you guys haven't even seen this depending on what corners of Instagram you visit but in the corners that I've visited, there is this whole like, you know, if you're not feeling something, just cancel. If you're not feeling something, don't do it. And it's like, no, you have been contracted to perform a job. You you need to be doing it just like any other freaking service. If you hired a bricklayer and he was like, actually, I don't feel like doing it today. What? No, you can't do that, right? Um, you probably end up before like VCAT or something, <laughs> okay? You can't, you can't just do that. And again, there are huge names in different industries, whether it's like life coaching or mindset coaching or whatever, actually setting these kind of horrible examples. And I can see how if you respect some of these people, you go, oh, well, if it's okay for them and they're giving an explanation as to why it's okay for them, maybe I can do it too. And just critically think about that. What's the message you're sending to your clients if you're posting on Instagram saying, I just didn't feel like showing up for them today. Are your clients going to show up for you? Probably not. Okay. But just have a think about what the message is that that's sending. So along this note, I've seen I've seen coaches talk about, you know, they have um, business mentoring for tens of thousands of dollars and their weird flex is saying how little their mentees use their service. My quote unquote self-led mentees don't even message me. They don't even jump on calls. And you know, this is so like, I don't want, brainwashing is not the right word, but the weirdest thing is seeing the mentees actually say that as a flex. I spent a hundred K on my mentor and I don't even show up for the calls. Like that's the mentee flex, right? And you know, what this, what that message is basically saying is you're a dunce if you're, if you need your calls that you're paying for guys, if you hear that, it's not true, please, please don't feel like an idiot for asking your mentor questions. Don't feel like an idiot for clarifying things. Don't feel like an idiot for using the services you've paid for. Don't feel like an idiot for using the services you've paid for because other big names in the industry are in a way shaming people for speaking up and asking questions and seeking clarification. No. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was there is just some weird stuff happening as well with personal training and pricing, which I think has really really come down from like the mindset coaching industry, which I think has really been impacted by the MLM industry because what we've seen with some of the MLMs is um, you, I think we all know how, what is it like 1% of people actually make any money in an MLM, but for particularly like the wellness MLMs, people will coach on the side, do like mindset coaching, life coaching on the side as well, just as a, a way to actually make some money. And those sales tactics are really following through into then now the personal training industry. And it's so weird because some of these tactics, which were sort of, I, I was sort of seeing more like, American-based 
have now hit home and there's people in Melbourne, like coaches in Melbourne, personal training coaches in Melbourne who are using these like MLM based sales tactics, actually like the secret offers that I spoke about for the first one to now sell personal training stuff to their, to their personal training clients. And it's just so strange. And it's like, you know, I don't know how sustainable that is because it's, it's a different, it's a different thing selling a personal training package, you know, to help someone with like physique goals or strength goals or powerlifting or whatever it may be compared to, you know, the woo of like mindset coaching and life transformations and all that sort of stuff. But we're seeing things like secret offers. We're seeing, and actually we've, we've definitely seen high pressure selling in personal training industry before. If you think of the, the really big names, a lot of it is about um, that high pressure selling. And I don't know about you guys, if you've ever been talked taught those bro marketing tactics of like you know don't let someone off the phone until you've gotten payment like that's just never felt right to me like I fucking hate that I hate um, feeling pressured to be sold to and I remember I signed up with a mentor last year and I specifically said that in the message to them they were like let's get on the phone a phone call and I was like yeah that's totally cool I just want to let you know I'm not going to be purchasing on the call though and they were like yeah of course like it's totally fine you know and I think it's just like a bit of a red flag if you're being pressured in the moment whether it's through Instagram stories because prices are going up in fucking 24 hours and you have to jump in now or whether it's secret offers or whether it's like prices doubling in the next you know hour if you don't jump on or every single day the price is going to double until it reaches a crescendo like that high pressure selling uh, just question it like who's that serving is the high pressure selling is is signing up now serving me and you might say well it is because I definitely want this thing and if I jump in I'm going to save some money and fair enough maybe it really is going to help you that's fine but just ask yourself who who's the pressure serving is it serving me or is it serving someone else? And the other the other one that's coming into it, there's actually a few and we'll see how many I get to, but is telling people that you have to invest at a point that makes you feel sick or that pushes your edges, those sorts of things. You might hear that language or that, fuck me, it's going to quantum leap you like, I just want to yeah, that makes me feel really sick just hearing that. Um, if you're not a quantum physicist, I don't think you have any um, any qualification to be using the word quantum. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, it's it's really telling people that you need to spend all of this money. You need to spend more than you're comfortable spending to get this transformation. And it's really asking people to override their gut instincts that something's up. If you have a gut instinct that something's up, you should listen to it. And please don't listen to coaches telling you that you should disregard it because just, you know, scary and exciting is important. Man, it's really different when you don't have the money to actually afford these sorts of things. Just ask yourself, like, what's your what's your financial history been like? Are you a responsible spender? Or have you been known to spend outside your means often? And when you look back, you can see that it's be, that, that it's often in these high-pressure selling moments that you tend to overspend. Because if you're just repeating that pattern, I'm sorry, it's not you, um, you know, about to download some amazing life transformation. It's you getting yourself into hot water financially, okay? 
And these things, like I said, they're starting to now infiltrate geographically personal training businesses in Melbourne. That's why I'm talking about it. I wouldn't really bother if it was still just an MLM problem or something like that. That's not really affecting the the business coaches that, or sorry, the personal trainers that I'm mentoring in a business sense. But we're starting to see these tactics again, infiltrate local personal training businesses. And that's why I just want to really make sure we're being discerning. The other thing that I'm seeing with this as well is like pushback, like that, um, you know, anyone speaking out against this, it's for us to do our own internal work. And maybe there's something wrong with us for having a problem with these practices. And I just want to say again, it's, it's just telling you to be quiet and accept this shit, isn't it? It's just saying to you, no, it's a you problem. And that's, and that's something that I've found. So I've had a bit of a seeing through the curtain with the whole mindset industry. And I think that there are some benefits to the, to mindset and personal development for sure. And I think like being resilient is really important important. Looking for solutions is really important. I think being growth, growth oriented or growth mindset oriented is really important. Okay. But when you start to be gaslit that absolutely everything is your fucking fault, you're, you're being gaslit. Okay. Because someone engaging in unethical practices, it's not your fault. That's on them. And if you if you want to jump into someone's DMs and go, yo, can you give me a bit of more information about your secret offer? And they say, no, because if you were really ready to take the next leap and evolution into your business, you would know whether, you know, this is for you or not or any just such nonsense. Please don't be gaslit by that shit. And if if you're questioning practices and maybe if you don't think something is ethical, it's not trauma work that you need to do. <laughs> It's a gut instinct, which it which exists to warn you for predatory behavior. Okay, so this is something I really fell for, and I couldn't see, and and I really did think that so many of these people had secrets, you know, downloading codes from the fucking universe and all of this shit, and. I don't think necessarily that these people are intending to mislead people or manipulate for their own gain. And at the same time, if we're the the wellness or the mindset industry would really like to have you believe that healing, quote unquote, healing is necessary and never stops and that we're all victims of trauma and that we're all we all have healing to do and the reason why we're not making money in our business is because we have to do more internal work and it's like really who's who is the ultimate beneficiary of that and i can tell you right now what what helps make sustainable successful profitable business well we've got the actual foundational biz, foundational biz, business principles which you can't fucking woo woo mindset your way through you need a business plan, you need structure, you need strategy. And if anyone likes to tell you, no, you can just manifest it, please, <laughs> please just have a think about that critically and, and, and look to sustainable, successful businesses where people don't end up in jail for unethical and out of integrity business practices. Okay. There is definitely a need for resilience. There's definitely a need to come at things with a solution-oriented mindset. There's definitely a need to enjoy the process and and look for all the positives, right? Absolutely, okay? 
And there is also some people, look, some people do just get lucky. Some people have innate gifts in communication, whether it's verbal or written. Some people have a bit of an X factor where people enjoy um, or gravitate towards certain people. Like those things exist too and will help someone. And we have things like, um, you know, maybe your family has a little bit of money, which will help you potentially, you know, spend money on ads or something like that, right? Or maybe you you just have you have someone who's really good at business on the side and they're helping you. Maybe you run into a great mentor early on. There are lots of factors that go into creating successful business, okay? It's never just one thing. Trust me, if anyone is telling you that they have the secret codes from the universe about how to run a successful business, they're full of shit. They they don't. <laughs> you can find this in any book. You know, you can read multiple books and create a successful business. Okay. It's, there's no, there's no secrets. Just the same with fat loss. I have the five secrets to fat loss. No, you don't. It's pretty simple. It's hard to actually execute for a lot of people and, and maintain, but it's actually pretty simple. Energy in, energy out. We understand this. Okay. <laughs> so it's the same thing with business. All right. And it's just weird how, how a lot of people are starting to wake up. I think to, sorry, Sorry, let me rephrase. I think people have known that they, this grift was has been happening for years and years and years. At least in terms of my friends in the industry, so many of us now are like, hey, we sort of got fleeced or we sort of got taken in by this stuff and we're like realizing that this is all bullshit now. And when you create a successful business and you're like, none of the mindset work really, none of the woo-woo, sorry, magic work <laughs> that I thought was beneficial actually got me here. I can actually see the really clear moments in time that helped me and none of it was magic. None of it was a secret code that anyone downloaded loaded, you know, <laughs> those sorts of things. So it is really interesting when there's also this argument that like, um, this is, this, it's not good to speak about these things. It's bringing the whole coaching industry down. I, I totally disagree with that. I think it's really healthy to question things. I think it's really healthy to call things out. I think it's really healthy to just critically analyze things or critically think about what's being presented to us. Do I think that smear campaigns and harassment and all of those sorts of things are adequate? Of course not. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about putting up question marks around various behaviors and saying, is, it, is this ethical? Is it not? This person is saying one thing and they're, they're, they're preaching one thing and yet their actions don't align with that. They're telling me to be within integrity. They're telling me that they're acting within integrity. And then the selling practices that they're engaging in or the way that they actually set up their coaching programs are either unethical or they're really uh, low quality offerings or, you know, they're, yeah, those sorts of things, right? So it's just, it's just very interesting whenever someone is asking you to silence yourself, that's, that's a little bit of a red flag to me. Like why, why should I be quiet? Why should I stop questioning? Whenever you're told something that immediately, immediately reduces your ability to question, and you're being told, no, don't go there, don't do that, and um, almost shaming you for having questions. I think that's just when we should just ask more questions. Like, why? Why can't we have this discussion? You know, why Why does this have to be kept, you know, swept under the rug? Because that's really interesting to me. So, yeah, I, I wonder what you think about this episode. If you're also 
in this space and have seen any of these interesting things happen, head to my DMs. Let me know what you think. And if there's anything that you could take away from this episode, it's just to, yeah, just if something's up, if something doesn't feel right to you, question it. If you want to buy something, maybe just give yourself, you know, some time to take a deep breath before you hit yes. Uh, because if, you know, we're, we're um, engaging in these like, high pressure or sorry we're on the we're on the customer end of these high pressure selling tactics it's like what's in it for me to you know get myself into a frenzy and potentially overcommit in terms of my finances and put myself in a really dangerous position financially you know how is that beneficial to me and maybe there's something else that might be more beneficial right now um not just yeah so yeah i would love to hear what you have to what you have to say about that and my dms are open i'm not gonna fucking block and delete anyone who has an opinion that doesn't agree with mine i think that's fine completely fine of course there's of course there's gonna be people who don't agree that's this is just the way things are and and that's good and there's mentors for every single one of us and there's coaches for every single one of us so that's it from me guys i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll see you next week